we always got to start the show the way that we always start the show. Yeah. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Let's move to the next chop, though. Uh, All right, so let's get to it. The next chop is the conscious chop. And um, I think that caught the, it being the conscious chop is extremely um on point because we're dealing with what's known as the conscious community all right um for those who don't know uh there is a figure on the internet known as brother polite this is a brother black polite. man um who has claimed to written over 90 books uh considers himself a motivational speaker uh speaks on black issues uh as it pertains to the black mind black finances that type of stuff um is known for saying the phrase that the black woman is God, right? Yeah. Uh, known for arguing with religious people, specifically uh, the black Hebrew Israelite community. Um, and so he's, he's, he's a part of what's known, again, on, on, uh, in YouTube as the conscious community, right? People who talk about uh, going back to Africa, the, like the Pan-African community, the pro-Kemic community. That's, that's, that's a, uh, that is the more um, indigenous word for... Egypt <laughs> for my white friends who don't know Kemet is is another word for Egypt uh mm. is the is word that they actually use themselves so uh somebody associated with that type of well, when they say Kemet they talking about the entire continent of Africa though or Kibalon well yeah yeah it's it's nuances in that <laughs> and we ain't got enough time to do all of that but uh in in, in short brother polite is one of those figures like a Umar Johnson like a Tariq Nasheed uh who else can y'all think of that that has that type of um i think that's about it, it right? Seti, um, oh sarah said yeah. yeah all of them young yada yada something like that his name yeah right? yada actually yada was uh was one of his students if y'all were a part of the hidden colors wave um yeah might have any of those individuals right because there were also um what is the name uh kressler uh, uh, what's her name? It's a woman. Dr. Wesley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Francis Cress Wesley. Yeah, exactly. Cress uh, yeah. West uh, Wesley. There are uh, just a, a few women also too who are part of the movement. Um, but that is where you would get a lot of those, that that type of scholarship. And if they're a beauty, we see the comment. Thank you very much. We try to organize them so we can all follow along, make it all flow and make sense. But. Break it up and yeah. disseminate it as well. But go ahead. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But yeah, those will be some of the names that you would associate with this this wave of consciousness, this wokeness, this 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 hotepian approach. <laughs> and I use that air quotes because we about to share some knowledge. <laughs> I use I use it. I use it ironically. I use it ironically because we about yeah. to unpack some things. Yeah. Air quotes there, but that is what you right who, who you right. Um, now, in order to set the stage for what we're about to unpack, for brother polite. When you hear phrases like hotel, woke, conscious, outside of consciously, George is probably the only nigga who gets a pass <laughs> with that shit. No bullshit. But when you hear those phrases, somebody like a brother polite is someone you would associate that with, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the ugly side, even before we get to the to the current allegations. More recently, brother polite has been known as a scammer. He is someone who's been accused in his 90 books has been accused of heavy plagiarism. Hmm. Right. So from the works of people like Dr. Ben, uh, Dr. Ben, uh, Yahukana, uh, Yahukanin, 
I guess that's another uh, name. It's hard for me to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out the Diop. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the great authors that talked about the richness of blackness, that type of stuff. He's known to plagiarize a lot of that information. He's also known to uh, do what's called status corrections, where you can remove certain things off your record, off your credit, right? All of those things have been pointed out to be a lie. People have paid him for services that they have not received. People have paid them to invest money in projects that uh, turn out to not be real. Mm-hmm. A more recent example is Brother Polite was on social media claiming to do what's called a cargo mini, a cargo minium project where cargo, uh, the freight cargo holds the boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an effort to turn those into actual apartments. The people who were actually doing the cargo minium project had to come out and say, this Negro ain't got nothing to do with what we were we going on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So for a while now, Brother Polite's name has been mired in controversy associated with scamming, lying, plagiarism. But that's ain't getting over, huh? Exactly. Now we get to the more recent charges. Mm-hmm. Right. As of recently, as of this week, Brother Polite has been charged with sexual battery. Okay. Uh, as the story goes, or from, from what we know, allegedly, he took a 14-year-old to a club, then took that same 14-year-old, tried to take her to an after-hour spot. There was no after-hour spot available. Now, I want to point out, to, to, be, to be able to take a 14-year-old to a club, you got you got some type of clout. You got, it's like, people recognize you somehow, right? Because they're not asking for ID and doing all that other shit. He then took the 14-year-old to a liquor store and hotel where he gave her the liquor, danced with her, touched her inappropriately, uh, where then she, uh, the story goes, allegedly she passed out. She then woke up to Brother Polite sticking his fingers down her throat, trying to get her to throw up, right? Took her back to her mother. He thought he killed her. Right. Took her back to her mother, bruised face, bruised jaws, like face swollen. Uh, the hospital then contacted, the mother took it to the hospital. Hospital, who And, and there's some more sordid details that just for the sake of not really being gross about the conversation, you know what I mean? That Because when we talk about sexual battery, we know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, once she went to the hospital, she was then, uh, the, the, the authorities were contacted, right? And they noticed that there was DNA that was found on her clothing. That DNA was then took back to the lab. And as of this week, the DNA came back at, uh, to be positive for Brother Polite. Mm-hmm. Brother Polite. What's and his real name, man? Michael Nowak is his real name, which we'll, I actually have. Uh, let me, I, I'll pull this up real quick. Michael uh, Nowak. Michael Nowak, yes. 37 years old. Um, and he, he's known more as a motivational speaker, but yeah, it's Michael Nowak. I was going to pull up the story, but I didn't already said all the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once the once the DNA came back that it was his DNA that was found on the girl's clothing, he was then arrested this week, bonded out, and then now uh, social—I uh, won't say social media, but certain parts of YouTube are in an uproar about uh, his reputation, who he was before this happened, and how we should move forward as a community, uh, how that community should move forward now. Before before this conversation, how much did y'all know about Brother Polite? I know Toya said she didn't know too much. 
Um, I know, I know about them. I know about them just because I used to uh, uh, debate with Hebrew Israelites all the time. Hey, I always be like, "You remind me of Brother Polite." Well, that's some Brother Polite said, and they'd be like, "Man, I'm not watching no Brother Polite arguments." <laughs> YouTube, man. Right? You know, right? So that's mainly that's mainly how I know about them. And I guess I feel like I seen a video of, of them that uh, went viral uh, when he was talking shit about uh, the Bible specifically. But uh, outside of that, I don't know much about it. But I really ain't even steeped into the YouTube community like that. You feel me? It's only a couple people that I've come across because they've went viral once or twice. Other than that, though, you feel me? I don't really, I don't really know about them. But brother polite, brother polite, brother polite. Boy, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't been through a lot of shit and had to did that. Had to deal with a lot of shitty arguments as a result mm. of something that brother polite did, said, or interpretation of him and how mm. whatever they had of him got inscribed onto what I was saying. No. Yeah, like I said, never heard of them. Um, got my ear to the ground a little bit in terms of, like, for real, honestly, like, so there are a lot of I want I don't know I don't know another way to phrase them outside of like subcultures, right? But like the conscious community, for example, or like battle rappers, or like so if you would have asked me, I'd have been like, do we rap or is he which like which one of the subcultures that I kind of have an ear in, kind of have a pinky toe in, is he a part of? So it's like a name that I've heard of, but like a lot of people in the comments saying I've never heard of them or I, I used to hear about them a little bit more or something like that. But I'm not overwhelmingly hip, so this story is surprising to me. And like the more that you know, you kind of break down who he is and I guess the relevance he has to a community, it starts to lightly explain ethereal beauty question because ethereal beauty asked the question like who why uh, why was she with him in the first place and who is the mother and how does she know him because those are questions like nobody does she didn't deserve to experience what she experienced but we got to hold everybody accountable and culpable here and we get these leaders and we get these individuals who say that they are capable of this or who have the power to do that or have this path to enlightenment or understanding or whatever the hell and we give them the keys to the kingdom and so why is your child 14 hanging out with this person without you being or like, why do they have this special intimate relationship where they just go out and kick it to the point where she can even be at a club with him to begin with? Like, I got questions. Why Why was he comfortable enough to assault her and then bring her back to you? And y'all start, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like, why should, why did he bring you back? Like, I don't know. There are questions that I have just about the nature of a lot of those things. But again, I'm just getting hip to who he is and kind of his relevance yeah. to other people. And I like now, Give a hello for you. I can just give a, a a friendly apology to everybody that's been through some things in their life. Yeah, I guess my man's Damo and I. I ain't think about it either. Did not give a trigger warning for my apology. And, that, and, I, that, and that's why I was actually Damo. trying to keep the language very. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, like just speak happen. to the facts. Yeah, speak to what yeah. like the facts of what happened. But I do apologize. This is a trigger. It is a trigger warning uniquely for anybody who's experienced sexual assault. Um, and so, yeah, we, but again, we're going to keep the language very, you know, vanilla, like, you know, we're going to, we're going to show respect for the people that's been through stuff like this. Now, at, when it pertains to the mother, there is a conversation about, uh, kidnapping charges, uh, associated that have been added after the fact, mm. um, because uh, the mother is saying that, that this was not something that she condoned and that she, when she found out that her daughter was gone. She did try to get a hold of him and try to figure out what was going on. Um, now, when we talk about why he's been allowed uh, to do these type of things, is that in certain, uh, even though that some people don't know about him in certain communities, he is considered a celebrity. Um, in, in what's considered the conscious community, this is the pro-black, um, pan-African uh, internet community uh, known as the conscious community. 
they uh, he was a champion against Bible believers because there is a there's a, a concerted effort amongst what's known as the conscious community to disconnect black people from the Bible, mm. which they see had been uniquely oppressive in uh, determining who we are. And the Pan-African community looked at Brother Polite as someone who he spoke. He, he, he spoke very eloquently. Right. He used words that most people hadn't heard and you know his, his vocabulary and the things that he studied and the things that he talked about seemed to be outside of the realm of what most black people talk about now people like toya george myself a lot of people in the chat and a lot of people that we fuck with wouldn't be really immersed in a lot of his rhetoric and conversation because we are studied people right like so just because somebody uses language or words that we were with four or five syllables don't mean we finna be wild we gonna ask you what they what they mean would explain this that and the other thing we're gonna be able to smell and spot bullshit from a mile away because that's what we was trained to do you know right a lot of times the videos i i watch you would come off to me as a person that's bullshit and then cross-examination trying to talk fast right in a way but this <laughs> go way over your head yeah get it down nah, yeah <laughs> Get it up. I mean, yeah. no, we've seen this. Like, just as an aside, is a it's a COVID video floating around where this this it's like a scientist split screen to TikTok video where this person who's an anti-vaxxer is like, and then you get in with the phytoproteins and the and the, the the scientist is in on the other side of the split screen listening like, to it's this. Not true. You're like, yeah, it's no, true. uh, yeah, okay, I could be, but no, I don't. That's just not true at all. I've never what what I'm sorry what how did you get like but this is really this is how you have to scrutinize individuals <laughs> information okay. from individuals who like to tout themselves as self-taught so and this is not that we overwhelmingly give credibility to white ass institutions either it's that it got to be balanced boo I need some experiential right. I need you to be an organic intellectual I need you to be a specific intellectual I need you to be um, a traditional intellectual I need you to use all of those and google them if you're not familiar with those terms and what they necessitate but I need you to take all those orientations toward the conversation i need your experiential knowledge like what you've done and like so yeah you, you, you yeah. gotta just have heavier scrutiny for a lot of these pseudo intellectuals and and so that gets me that actually gets me to one of my main one of my main questions for this for this culture shop or this conscious shop excuse me and that is uh when you have people who know how to manipulate language in a way that um one because there are some things that Brother Polite said that were true, right? There were things that, like when it uh, when it pertains to Pan Africanism, when it, as it pertains to Kemet and certain aspects of blackness, he's on point, right? How do you, how do y'all think we hedge against predatory teachers who use who, who couple this the correct information with a bunch of bullshit? in order to manipulate large groups of people. How do we hedge against that? Because some of the information is right, right? Like the, the reason why that Brother Polite was able to develop the audience was because he was telling black people, free your mind from certain things that you've been expected, from certain things that have been placed on you. And when you have somebody that's telling you to be a free thinker, that's telling, that's telling you to uh, pull yourself away from things that are limiting your thought, that are, that are distorting who you are, but then using that information to manipulate and and uh, uh, prey on this group that he's educating, how do we hedge against that? Either one of y'all could go first. Hey, I, I think I think uh, theory of beauty hit it on the head in the comments with just two words: discernment and accountability. I think that it starts with people like uh, 
Africa Bimbada, people like Brother Polite, you know what I'm saying? People like that that have already been able to revere a lot of following, a lot of influence, you feel me? And being able to show that regardless of your following and influence, there's still a protocol to hold you accountable in terms of what you've done, you feel me? And still there's some type of way to 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 be able to feel like call you out and do it in a way that makes it where you can't get into the victimization of council culture. You feel what I'm saying? Not council culture, but call out culture. But I think it starts Sorry, with two words. Cancel, cancel that. Now that you've been canceled. Go ahead. Accountability. Discernment oh. and accountability. Okay, George. I don't disagree. I want to shout out uh Go Mind Tree Vibe TV popped in here, said what's up, and then reminded y'all to hit like, hit love, hit subscribe, all those things. Definitely happy to have you up in here tonight. Um, but when it comes to what we have to do, I, I'm a really and this is I'm gonna take y'all to debate land because this is kind of some of what we talk about um in terms of, for example, um undoing capitalism, right? Undoing the grip that capitalism has on our society. And one of the things that they talk about um in particular in taking these anti-capitalist approaches is uh the principle, not necessarily the specific practice, but the principle of communism, right? And the reason why, like they look to the Communist Party. I'm not saying I'm not endorsing the Communist Party, I'm endorsing characteristics of it, is decentralized leadership decentralized leadership, where there's a focus on the tenets, on the principles, on the major components of the movement, right? But there is a less focus on a particular figure of figures to mobilize it. Because what do we know about people? People will fail you. People will play you. People will mislead you. And so when we think about, you know, how to navigate empowering our people and getting them knowledge and weeding through misinformation and disinformation, right? A lot of that is about, I think, decentralizing power. A lot of the reason why black people haven't been able to liberate themselves is a lack of knowledge, but also looking to the perfect person to get that knowledge. And that person doesn't exist. Right. I I want to imagine a more collectivized group of black people. But first, we got to make decisions about what principles are important to us. That way we're not following behind people. Right. That way we're not being mystified by their agendas. Oh, right. Yeah. There's and I want to be clear about the difference between misinformation and disinformation, because both of them are what we're susceptible to. Right. Disinformation is the very intentional orientation towards the incorrect. I'm, I, there's a difference. Right. <laughs> Mis, like incorrect information. Right. The intent to mislead is there when you pass out disinformation. Right. You want people to believe something that's not true. But misinformation is what you all are saying. Brother Polite is guilty of, which is peppering in some truth with some with some fiction. Right. With some falsities, which is peppering in some factual information, some real shit about what how how life, how history, how uh, systems and structures have constructed themselves. And then say whatever the hell else they want to outside of that. So we've got to kind of come up with filters that we have or that we use to take in information that don't allow people and personalities to start to frame out and box out the realities and, of the truths of what we're to trying add to do. That too. Just to add to that, too, because you said something about some debate uh, about debate. Hey, shout out, shout out to uh, to the homie, man, Gene, to the uh, uh, Gene Rousseau Marquise. Mm-hmm. In college, Rashid and I had a debate against him and him and Hakeem. You feel me? It was the quarterfinals of the NBA. Shout out I to mean, the homie Hakeem too. I believe. You know what I'm saying? We was able to put it out and win. But I remember one of the arguments that we made about Messiah. About Messiah is. I think I think I might have called the argument like the Messiahism or something like that. You know what hmm. I mean? But pretty much how when we get caught up in looking for the Messiah and or looking for the leader. 
that makes the leader hyper, you know what I'm saying, visible in terms of being killed, being jailed, being, you know what I'm saying, anything like being that. Being screwed pro and all that. So we think yeah. of who going to save us, who going to save us, who going to save us, that yeah. makes it where it's easy to identify ahead, to cut off and or to lock up. So mm-hmm. I feel like one of the reasons why we end up falling into this same cycle is that we keep on looking for the Messiah and now recognizing that if we all took this type of leadership in ourselves, it would make it where the community would move forward in a way where we all saw the knowledge of self and the power of self to make it where we're not looking for nobody else. Yeah. Instead, we're conditioned to be like, we're looking for the next Martin Luther King. We're looking for the next Malcolm X. We're looking for the next. And then we have literally a market of people that get to try to be and monetize being the next X, Y, and Z. You feel what I'm saying? Instead of us being the masters of our own destinies type shit. Bottom line. You know, Mm. when we think about what's going to push the black community forward, when we think we talk a lot about on here about black agendas, and I always talk about the fact that it's hard to determine what's on one. And a huge reason why is because in order to determine what a black agenda is, you would have to prioritize some things. In order to prioritize some things, you would have to have somebody who would uh, advocate for the prioritization of certain things. And that person would be scrutinized and picked apart because shit, social media, they're going to post they, it's a tweet they posted in 2016 that's going to get them out here anyway, right? Not to mention, you know, the, the, the millions of magnifying glasses that they're going to be under. Just the nature of our society and the way we learn about each other and connect with each other, how we validate and invalidate. Like, we just, if, if there is to be collective movement, it cannot be in a person because that person, mm-hmm. we would spend too much time yeah. hashing yeah, out yeah, whether that yeah. person was qualified enough to do it. Out, bought out. It has to be, the, the movement has to be rise up. Since we're using terms that we learned in the 03, how'd you think it? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I could put Cause it Because I, I, I wanted to frame it. I was about to say it and I wanted right. to frame it, but the, but the term correct, Toya, that it's rhizomatic, right? It has to be a movement that grows outwards, not upwards. Yeah, you know I mean? And being able, and what, and what we mean by growing outwards is empowering other people to produce the same type of knowledge, the same type of teaching, the same type of positive impact that we're producing instead of putting all our faith into this one person and building them up to be something that can be torn down because we are people, bro. Like we, we all got weaknesses. We are like, people love to pull up like George as a social media influencer. They love to pull up his, uh, arrest know, his, his arrest record, mugshot, yeah. all type of shit. So it's like, we are people, you feel me? And But for me, I think what's uniquely dangerous is that is our, the black relationship with, uh, celebrity worship. You know, but, one of my favorite. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the, I'm, the I'm gonna go in when you finish this. Yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna frame it well for me. Go ahead. Well, no, one. Of, well, I, I didn't want to move on. I actually wanted to give a shout out to <laughs> our friend and brother Rashid, right? Because when I think she, about, um, you know, building a better connection and relationship to consciousness or wokeness or the the idea of Hotep, he was the first person to be like, that's part of my name. Like that's part of my child's name. Like when you talk mm. about Hotep, you need to come correct. You need to represent that correctly, right? You know what I'm saying? I think the name is Ankh Rashidi. Yes. You know, I mean, and so you know, a time Ankh Rashidi. I mean, I'm sorry, I have to make sure. Yeah, hey, we look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name, yeah. So yeah. But she, but she really started to, you know, paint for me, you know, when we look at these leaders, when we look at these people who have been um, erected and celebrated as people who are leaders of movements and things like that, to keep the concept, keep the definitions of those terms in mind. 
so that not only are we not projecting negative things on in people who are trying to be ambassadors of knowledge or freedom of information of liberation for their people so we're not incorrectly interpreting them but also that we don't let people walk around under the cloak of consciousness or wokeness or a hotel um you know a, a hotel enlightenment without really walking and living in that. It's supposed to look a certain way. It's supposed to be a certain mm -hmm. way. It's a concept and an understanding of the way of life that we should be protective of. You know what I'm saying? And to not pass it out to any old body and not to use it as a pejorative and project it on individuals who are out there really just trying to lead their people, trying to impart knowledge, trying to, you know, protect um, and, and prop up life. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that was just, you know, what I was thinking about. But you were talking about, right. you know, pop culture. And we're going to explore that more in, in like literally just a second. But what I want to point out is that how, you know, Malcolm X pointed out how like our leaders and the people that we look to, like Malcolm X and ironically Dave Chappelle pointed these things out. And I'm like, where's Ja? I need, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, like we we as a people, because we've been de we've been denied the perception of like great leaders. You know what I'm saying? We, we've been denied the perception of us as a people having the, the capacity to be leaders, right? But we've been taught that, you know, the, our leaders are people who have extraordinary abilities and that can, can speak like, you know, God is touching their brain and tongue mm -hmm. type shit. Like, but while you got, you know, white world leaders, regular motherfuckers, like George Bush was one of the most mediocre, regular <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah. And he was president for eight years. He was the quote unquote leader of the free world for eight years. And up until the point that he became president was a regular motherfucker. You feel me? Yeah. His, his daddy was president, you know, all that type of shit. But as you look through the, the lines of presidents, senators, politicians, whatever, I mean, hell, you got wrestlers that are, that have been governors of state, like white wrestlers that's been governors of states. They see yeah, Arnold they Schwarzenegger know, used to be the governor of the state, the of governor California. of California, right? Absolutely. Another actor. That we know Ronald Reagan, governor of California, became president of the United States. It's only us. Like, we look at ourselves and be like, nah, that ain't, you know, it, it, for us to be like leaders of men and leaders of women and leaders of people in general, like, we have to be something more than who we are. And that's a part of the problem. We, we put our understanding in the, in the, into the celebrities that have been verified and stamped by mm -hmm. somebody else. Right. That's who we view as who can be a leader. That's who we view as who can dictate the flow of our knowledge and what we should learn. Right. And then when we find those people, we treat them like celebrities. Yeah. Right. We we, we treat them like like we brother polite got treated like he was a rapper, even though he was he was supposed to be preaching like the black woman is God and, you know, all of this other pro black pan-African information. Yeah. He got treated like a rapper. Right. Not like a teacher. Right. Not like as somebody who. We're going to take what you're talking about. We're going to go through it. We're going to take what's beneficial, spit out the bones. We didn't, as a people, didn't have a relationship. The people that knew of Brother Polite didn't have that type of relationship with him. And that goes, and that's for like all of the black leaders that ended up having us like, damn, this had, yo, he smoked weed. He do this. He, I mean, well, another great example is like Sean King. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else who it has yeah, consistently. Right. He's not black, but okay. Well, uh, again, the plot is to thick. I, that is one of the case in points that I'm trying to make in relationship to individuals who get a lot of power, get a lot of ability, get the representational capacity in our community to do a lot of things, but upon further review, are either just down 
outright straight up lying at the cornerstone of their very existence or end right. up doing sky, uh, scammy, problematic shit like Scandalous. what you've been up to. You know what I'm saying? So a different flavor of wokeness, a different flavor of consciousness, if you will. But again, somebody else who has been given the keys to the kingdom, been given access to the heartstrings of black people and what we think is possible and what we want for ourselves and has been able to abuse and take advantage of that. You know what I'm saying? So just another you know, great example. Yeah, now, JM, uh, real quick, George, JM, great comment. People don't look at black people as leaders, just entertainment, right? And that's why when we have black leaders, we treat them like entertainers. You feel See, me? Like we're, we're fans. Going to myself, I was going to say the catch 2020, like just the, I mean, catch 22, just to get further what Damo was saying is that I feel like America, especially, doesn't want black people as leaders, want us as, and want us to be primarily entertainers. And likes to like specifically choose our leadership from a pull up entertainers, and that's kind of like the cycle. And I feel like that's getting to what the Malcolm X was talking about in terms of look at who they choose to lead us. You feel me? Like the, mm-hmm. how the white community doesn't look to comedians and or actors to be, you know, what I'm saying, as leaders. You know, what I'm saying that's uh, on me for the most part. That's but, why I can't. You know? I can't even Aaliyah Don and I think somebody else is on here talking about um it might be Kevin talking about um The Rock potentially being um running for president. And I think it's more of the same with that, right? You get this kind of racially ambiguous dude named Dwayne that's really cool, that everybody that loves that. Yeah, yeah, he has access to blackness. I don't know if he identifies as black. I definitely think he identifies more as Samoan. I don't know if he identifies as black Samoan. Right, right, but there are right, layers right. to it, he right? Say, right. He, you say he mixed. He used to be like, my mom is African-American and my dad is Samoan. I'm African-American. I, I, and I love The Rock. I'm the hugest Rock fan. I pick him up. Right, his, dad Boston. his dad is definitely Samoan. Um, yeah. But I see his mom and his mom has... I don't know. I don't want to do the eye test, but I just I have questions. About he, proximity, Rock to black is definitely people. racially ambiguous. Rock exactly, and I think he gets access to that racial ambiguity, which is why he gets chosen as another entertainer to potentially win over the hearts of black people while still doing and winning over the hearts of the white people and the ambiguous, yeah, ambiguous people. The and you get the Kamala, uh, you know, let's oh, have some fake no, no, representation for Pacific Islanders and Asian people, huh? No, I said I was wrong. He said his dad is black and his mom. I told is black. you. I, 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 I thought his dad was. I thought his dad was a wrestler. But I think that's all the more reason. For us to be scrutinize this whole rock pick, on uh, you know, in terms of being a leader for our community or a president or anything else. Plus, I don't want to not like the rock. When you run for shit, I have to like. I start not liking you because you start saying weird shit because you have to fit into the box that you have been that that is the platform yeah. that you've been given. And so, I don't want to move too far away from you know talking about brother polite, talking about these charges, talking about what he represents for the community, yeah, but also like making sure like. Again, we go to because Aaliyah Don been lighting up these comments. Shout out to you tonight, definitely for dropping some heat. But talking about how we don't need martyrs, we don't need more people to point to. You know what I'm saying? As the the, the new messiahs of our communities, I think you know there's a movie called The Black Messiah. We killed a really good one, or we didn't kill, but they killed a really good one. Somebody promised mm. them we had that was the, I think that was the last chance for us mm. to have one individual person really kind of represent. Yeah. So like I think I think yeah. I think we've we moved past that. I think the movement, the change, the revolution, the evolution, which you, however you want to call it, will demand a different prototype yeah. um, to to move toward liberation. And so I don't, I don't see that being the way. Right. So I'm gonna for you. I'm gonna for you. Close it out. The reason why we call that argument the like, like, like around the word Messiah is because we know that is the language and the documentation of Cointel Pro. They want to stop the rising of the Black Messiah. 
And even the reason why they called that movie, you feel me, the Black Messiah, is because it's literally the terminology, it's literally the the pathology that they put on Black leadership in terms of how to stop it. So mm-hmm. when we think about moving forward, you feel me, you'd be, I feel like we'd be damn fools if we didn't think about Cointel 2.0, 3.0, and how we all being surveillance and monitoring on the internet and our DMs and our text messages and our emails and all that. You feel me? But the thing to recognize out of this is what Fred Hampton really said. It's like, hey, they could kill the revolutionary, but they can't kill the revolution. Kill revolution. But next, but now going a step further and making it where we stop setting people up for failure will be look up to them and or choose them to be the savior because those saviors will always be like jesus christ crucified you feel me and it's just that right. you know what i mean do we want to create martyrs martyrs you feel me and families to steal because you know what i'm saying fred Hampton jr didn't get to see his day you feel what i'm saying and it's like you know what i mean his wife you know what i mean so it's just really thinking about what we doing and how we doing it and how it influences people in terms of being targeted and being seen as hyper visible to mm-hmm. be targeted and, and we do got one more thing that, you know what I'm saying, just a quick question in terms of like that hotel and that woke framing before we get out of here. But I, I do want to say this about what George is saying is that in order for that, in order for that to happen, we can't be fans of these people. Students are there to take it again, take in the meat, spit out the bones. Right. We got to take what we can learn. But as soon as we hear the bullshit, we, we have to be critical. Mm-hmm. Right? We can't we can't turn off our senses of, you know, people who are predatory um, people who are problematic simply because they say things that make sense. They say yeah. things that we like. They make us comfortable, right? We shouldn't we shouldn't be comfortable with people that make us comfortable. We should always be pushing them to be the better versions of them, so we could be the better versions of who we are as students. The goal isn't to always be a student; it's to then become a teacher. And in order for that to take place, we have to be taking it in, but then also putting our own Discernment understanding and, and discernment and accountability, without a doubt. Uh, appreciate that ethereal beauty. Now the last the, the last quick we're gonna do like a quick survey real quick. Um the terms hotep and woke Toy specifically used that term um with somebody like Brother Polite, but then she also spoke to how uh a brother like our brother Rashid, y'all make sure y'all follow him, Perfect Prophet on TikTok, mm-hmm. um and uh Curse Crew on YouTube. Um check out that merchandise. Yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect profit on on uh, Instagram too. And, and perfect and profit Twitter, on Instagram yeah. and, and, and Twitter. Y'all uh, check them out. Definitely one of my favorite Pan-Africans. You feel me? Uh, really be dropping knowledge as it pertains to us as a people. But uh, you see this duality, right? You see people who respectably uh, are carrying the torch for uh, Pan-Africanism and uh, pro-black, pro-blackness being connected to that Pan-African nature. But then you have people like Polite who uh, kind of smear and, and fuck up that title, right? Mm-hmm. When we hear the terms hotep and woke being deployed, they have now become a pejorative. <clears throat> Thank you, Toya. Sorry. This was a pre that was a pre-conversation that helped me make sure I had the right term for that. It's now become a pejorative, right? It is a negative term to call somebody a hotep. It is a negative term to call somebody woke. When those terms were first introduced into the black community, one, it was to again connect us to our print African roots, right? That hotep was associated with it was like it meant peace. Yeah, man, you know what I'm peace. saying? Um so it's a it's, it's a it's a it's a phrase that came it, uh, it's a phrase that came out of of Egypt that we didn't deploy to then to again create that relationship right then you have woke which which speaks more to somebody who's quote unquote conscious right somebody who sees the uh, the social engineering the social planning right who sees above 
what you are told to believe. That's what those that's how those terms were introduced to us as a people. Now, when we hear those terms, Hotep refers to people who mimic or portray themselves as people who want to be Egyptians and they 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 want to be Africans and they tell us that we should act like Africans and they you know they uh do all of this African shit. But then when you look at who they are as a people, there's a lot of questions. And then woke is is the new term for a social justice warrior, right? Somebody who somebody who uh talks too much about what's going on in society and don't have enough issues and that type of shit, right? So knowing that these these terms that had these positive relationships with black people are now being used as pejorative negative terms, should we not actively work to detach those words from the negative terminology and bring it back to its positive framing that it was that we it was first introduced as like is that is that something we should and this is a question to the chat as well is like should we take back the framing of hotep and woke from mainstream conversations and give it back its positive uh affirmations go ahead george i think i think that yes and no right i feel like Definitely, it should. Be, I thought like we should always remember the positive and or more uplifting parts of these terms. But I think that in ter- like, I, I, but I feel like in terms of language and rhetoric, there is a way in in, in how we get to use words in a duplicity. And the word I've been thinking of since you started in introducing this conversation was, you know, what I'm saying about the N word and how, based off of context, how you deploy the N word can be very uplifting or it can be very degrading, even based off of being a black person. Somebody in the comments asked, who was it that made it negative? I think that, you know what I'm saying, it's based off of what I know now, who made it a bad thing. Kevin, you feel me? I said, us as black people, we started deploying the word in a way where it became derogatory in terms of associating it with a particular aesthetic. So I think that when we say the N-word, you feel me, there's ways that it can be uplifting. There's also ways that it could be like, man, this nigga, nigga shit, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? And I think that it just speaks to the fluidity of the way that us as black people deploy language. But I, but I recognize as well the slippery slope in terms of how it gets weaponized by mainstream America, by white people in general, and being like, because when a white person call you both these days, that's that's bad. Definitely. You feel me? You feel what I'm saying? And what's going to slowly start to happen is so far, you don't hear black or white folks saying hotel, but because they want to be with the cool and want to always incorporate and adopt our language. Eventually, we're going to see on the Internet white folks calling people hotels. You feel what I'm saying? So I recognize duplicity in it, but I think also a part of that's inevitable. You feel me? And we ain't, we ain't got to always already garner ourselves based off of how white people are going to interpret and or try to use and abuse what we do because we know how white supremacy is set up, especially when it comes to commodification of what we're doing, it usually be inevitable. You feel me? But that's my two cents on that specifically right now. So, so, so to be clear, and before we get, because Toya already kind of briefly touched on it, so I, I feel like she's going to explore it a little bit more right here. But mm. so you saying that it's, it's similar, like these terms and, and, and the way that we look at rhetoric and language is similar to how we use the term nigga. It that's can be I both think, a positive and a negative. I like that. I like that. Ahead, I Agree 1000%. Um, when we think about woke, one of the things I really want us to do is to remember kind of its origins. And I think Lee was kind of getting at this a second ago, which is going to sound kind of like an echo. But when we think about wokeness, it has somehow transformed itself to be a term uh, to explain political correctness in general, right? For you to be woke means you're just kind of up on how things should be socially. And so, you know, to create a non-aggressive or non-problematic political climate. But wokeness, it is very origin started out to be a concept that was explained between Black folk. It was like, you hip about 
what's going on, like racially. Like you have a, you're tapped into what, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not sleep, like in terms of racial, <laughs> racial issues, you are tapped into what's going on. So yeah. both, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So we got to make sure that we keep it, uh, keep a hold to our language, just like everything else that we give away or that ends up on the inside and all of a sudden ends up on the outside or starts on the inside, ends up on the outside from our culture to be better gatekeepers for what we allow people to get a hold of because wokeness started to gain wings and fly away because people misinterpreted it. In terms of Hotep, um, I think that term needs rebranding. And I think I saw a concept that said... Um, Rebranding takes too much work. What was it? Aaliyah Don said, nah, sometimes rebranding is too much hassle. We are a creative people. We will come up with another one better than before. Um, and so I definitely agree that, you know, we need new terms, new concepts. We need to look back into the lexicon of our people because these are not new terms, right? Hotep is not like a term somebody made up 20 years ago. It's uh, a, a, a historical and, yeah. you know, textual term that explains uh, the, the peace and relationship between peoples uh, from the perspective of African knowledge. But when I think about rebranding, um, I think black people started using it as a pejorative because they recognize that a lot of hotel politics do leave out queer folk, do undermine the power and the utility and the contributions of women. Right. And so those became ways to make sure that the flavor of blackness that you were talking about was very distinct from that hotel shit. Right. That doesn't account for and leaves out a lot of space for, you know, questions about gender that allow for us to look at the fact that gender is some shit that was a construct, a construct given to us when we got over here and that, you know, Africans and deities and the average common person didn't have the same rules of gender that you trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like those are concepts with people who ascribe as hoteps or identify as hoteps have to come to concept or come to terms with too, right? That there has to be a bigger, broader conversation about who fits into your blackness and your agenda of liberation too. Cause I think that's where we started to get a lot of attention as people started feeling excluded from what hoteps we're projecting as good, right, and true blackness, right, or methods of liberation or whatever. But at the same time, agreeing with what I, we've all said here, there needs to be a breaking and reshaping and a, a re-relationing to those terms yeah. by black people who just, for the sake of just historical yeah. accuracy, don't misuse and don't misdeploy those terms against people who come in peace. You know what I'm saying? What's so, incredible about the word, you I mean the pejorative, is that the word I think started being deployed as a way to kind of expose how hoteps, quote unquote, use authenticity tests to try to literally quantify somebody's blackness. So if you were a woman in a particular way that wasn't respectable to this, that, and the other, you were seen as being, you feel me, inauthentic and or not good, brother, sister for the, for the movement, this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other, in the ways how this authenticity test would get deployed based off of one's blackness and or the way they explore being a black, I mean, the, the way they perform being a black person or the way they yeah. are a black person, I guess they perform because we are black. Um, so I'll say this, and then I mean, because I, I think I made some great points to be honest. Um, because I and I, I, I guess I agree with both of y'all. That's I guess, <laughs> like, because uh, I think George is making a very convincing argument about language and and how, like, with everything comes a duality. It's it's about the context and how it's deployed. But I think that we do have to put forth an effort to give it that duality, just like we have to put forth the effort to give nigger the duality that it has. We have to make the argument of like, nah. I'm, this is what I mean when I say it. It's a difference when I say my niggas and yo, we don't fuck with them niggas over there. Mm-hmm. Like them niggas are like yo, <laughs> yo, some nigga shit. You feel me? Like that. 
you know what I mean? I can say my niggas and not mean a negative and say you on some nigga shit and that having a negative connotation. So, sure. but we, we had to do that though. You know what I'm saying? We had to make sure that, hey, y'all not seeing what's happening culturally with this term and, and what it means now, regardless of where, where it came from. Shout out to Noel. Uh, said George, Toy, and Damo, thank you. Appreciate the emotional labor and I learned from you. Chop up is the best night of the week. We agree. I, we, yeah. we agree. Love, 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 love. Monday that that this Monday is always wonderful, but uh, so in terms I do I do push even though I agree with the question of the duality I do push more towards having a uh, a rebranding of well re, yeah a reclamation not even a rebrand because it's not a brand we're not talking about commodified yeah. we're talking about terms that have been taken away from us right that 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 we have deployed culturally and just like everything that we do gets commercialized into popular culture. When woke was in hotel was commercialized in a popular culture, like I do see, uh, uh, well, uh, somebody in the chat said that the first time they heard the word woke was on uh, dear white people. You know what I'm saying? It was a joke. Exactly. <laughs> or, or hotel. It was the, it was dear white people, and it was it, and it was a joke, right? Yeah. Even though, like, uh, like uh, dark side or Lex pointed out, yo, that it means peace, right? In in a in an ancient language that we are connected to because of the continent of Africa. Right. So that we so th the way that we as a people, our culture has been colonized and the way we've had to fight to take back and redefine and give meaning to. We need to do the same things with woke, with conscious. I mean, I think George does a good job of holding on to the conscious name and, and you know what I'm saying giving it is giving My it is. its just due. But when we talk about spe especially terms like hotel, because we that's a cultural term. That is a term connected to a people. You feel me? We cannot allow people like Brother Polite to dictate and, and to steal away these yeah. terms that uh, that can that still mean something to us because but or get tossed out because they attach to sordid or you know irredeemable characters like this. Agreed. You feel me? So that 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 reclamation, fuck a rebrand. We need to reclaim. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying. That's the uh, unless I got anything else to say. That's the conscious shot for the night. Um, that's the conscious chop. We definitely have had, I mean, I think a great conversation tonight. A lot of people want to show love. Y'all been having these comments jumping. Y'all always do, but particularly tonight, Margo, I saw you pop in here. Uh, you was like, I'm a little late, but I'm here. I made it. Thank you so much for popping back into the conversation. See you these last couple of weeks has been lit. Pinky promise life definitely going off in here. Rings of blaze. All of y'all, Leah Don, like I said, you've been lighting up the comments. Noel been in here talking to us all night. It's just love for y'all. Um, side reloaded. Yeah, definitely. I think we've been seeing a lot of people from Solar Vision um, pop in here and say what's up and see what's good. So shout out to Solar Vision. Today. You, too, you know what I'm saying? Too, like it, it's family. Chris Christopher's always in here. Magda's showing love in here. Just definitely a lot of different voices. Uh, Leah Don, for sure, for sure. Some of the same, some of them different, but y'all are family. Y'all are crew, so we got to make sure we sh shout y'all out. Um, it's another wonderful Monday night. We're going to get this content up. You know, it's on YouTube and Facebook first. It'll be on Spotify and Apple, uh, Apple Podcast later. Ethereal Beauty, always showing love, always dropping heat, always gang gang family up in here. So definitely just it's a family affair. Um, and we're gonna get that content up to you soon. Here's my announcement to y'all. I need y'all to listen to me, listen to me good. Okay. Once upon a time, the chop up show. Shout out to Margo up in here. Thank you so much for showing love. Thank you so much, so much for showing love. Once upon a time, uh, the chop up show used to have music, right? A huge component of what we did. New content, new perspective, uh, stations just really trying to come up with these cons these topics uniquely. 
is to make sure y'all getting a plug on new music. Right. To make sure y'all hearing artists and hearing people who trying to get a leg up, trying to get out here and really got something to say or whatever their art is. Right. Music. Uh, if it's instrumentals, if it's beats, if it's spoken word, poetry, if it's just if it's art. So we got Fly Music Friday and I'm trying to make sure we can, dark side. I'm here to troll Damo and get consciously in that. <laughs> I like how you left me out of it because I come in peace unless you want that smoke. Um. But what I'm what what I'm trying to do is get Fly Music Friday popping again. I'm trying to get an end of the year chop up mixtape going with all of our artists that we've collected over the year. But I need your help. So if you have art, I don't care what kind of music, it just make it good. Because yeah. if it's not good, we might not. Act, we might yeah. we might still have to go back to the drawing board because we're trying to. Yeah. And, and so look, we like, keep yeah. and we keep it a stack, right? Like we don't want you wasting your time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey. Come on. But we do want to feature y'all. We want to feature good music. So if you got some good stuff, send us DMs. Hit the DMs. Send us what you got. Let us know what's going on. If you know somebody who you know they good, you listen, you know they popping, and they need a bigger platform. You wish more people heard them. We just want to do our part. So make sure you send music, suggestions, information. We're going to just choose. We're going to be subjective. Choose what we choose. I'm not going to argue with you about it. I'm not going to fight with you. It's a chop-up show. We're just going to choose some fly music. Send it all and make sure we putting it out there on Fridays. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead and throw me something. Uh anonymous Hebrew is love to you. Thank you for popping in. But make sure y'all contribute to Fly Music, Fly Music Friday. <laughs> uh Noel George will not be able to dance alongside any of these tracks. We want to leave these people out of it and let his dance and speak for itself. That shit, be, George's dance be moves, that. that shit stays on the consciously page. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> the, the the dance move gyrations and jigglations of George Lee do not reflect the views and perspectives of the chop up. <laughs> the chop up the oh, it does not. Right. It does not. Love a nigga to death. But look, I'm dragging it. At this point, we want y'all's <laughs> talent. So if you got heat, if you know somebody with heat, send it to the DMs at the chop up show, at the chop up show, at the chop up show. If it's on Twitter, chop up show pod. We want to hear it. We want to add it. I want to get back to playing and introducing people to good music and good information. Throw a beauty. Yeah, musician. You know, some people send them on here. Uh, but I think that's the end of the show. Consciously, political plug, anything else? Nah, uh, you can find me, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook at the political plug. Uh, also, you can find me on YouTube, Solar Vision Debate League on YouTube, the Argument League on YouTube. Shout out to SVDL, man. Everybody getting it in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, hey, start hey, starting September first, man. Got conscious conversations coming to y'all on YouTube exclusively. Live every Wednesday night. Shout out to y'all hating on my dance moves. You feel me? Hold on, and and on Fridays, I got fan base Fridays. You feel me? Those mornings and the uh the dish dialogue. I'm saving that's when y'all, y'all gonna see it. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. It come, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, Wednesdays, Fridays, definitely got some things live coming y'all way weekly, you know. Right, we get anonymous Hebrew. I picked up what you was putting down. Yes, jigglation is a word. Yes, gyration is a cousin of gyration. Um, and doing all that moving and hip thrusting, all that stuff, George. Hey, man, you know, That's just spell check next time. It's time for the first one. <laughs> hey, I don't even like y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all the truth, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all rocking with us. It's been a beautiful Monday night. I'm here with my brothers, and you can't tell me nothing about them. We'll be back with y'all next weekend uh, or next week. And in the meantime, we'll be putting some content up for y'all to double tap, like, love, and share. Subscribe to what you need to do, but have a great night. You know we love y'all. Take us out. Hey, so y'all know how we do. We end the show the same way that we start the show. Let's get it. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my size. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in the console. Keep the semi-